worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, so the evening and the morning were the first day. Then God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. Let it divide the waters from the waters. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven. So the evening and the morning were the second day. Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. So the evening and the morning were the third day. Verses 1 through 13, Genesis chapter 1. Then looking in Genesis chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarai his wife and Lot his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem, as far as the terebinth tree of Moreh, and the Canaanites were then in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord, so Abram journeyed, going on still toward the south. Verses 1 through 9, Genesis chapter 12. Then finally, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. 
Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Father, we thank you once again for your word. Thank you for the power, the wisdom, the grace, the counsel, the encouragement, the strength that's found in your word. Thank you for the anointing that permeates every word from Genesis to Revelation of your precious and powerful word of God. Father, more and more empower us to be believers who are falling more in love with you and with your word with every passing day and more and more. Help us all to become much more faithful hearers and doers of your word. Thank you for today. Thank you for the chance to fill our lives with your word and to be the hearers and doers you've called us to be. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Father, we come to praise you, to lift high your holy name today, to exalt you, to put the spotlight not on ourselves or not on our problems or not on our successes, but to put the spotlight on you today. We're thankful, Father, that as believers, understanding that you're working in our lives, that you hear our prayers, that we can live life with great expectations, that uh, we can ponder anew what the Almighty can do. We can rest in you. We can lean on you. We can depend on you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. I'd like to let all of our listeners know that our Spring share is just a few weeks away, and we're looking forward to it, and we're in the process now of gathering stories and testimonies now to play during our Spring share and we'd like to ask you to give us a call. We'd like to hear from you. If the Lord has used American Family Radio to encourage you in your walk with the Lord, to strengthen you, to encourage to encourage you and your family in your walk with the Lord, would you give us a call? Have you, have we been an instrument God has used to strengthen you in your prayer life or in your time in the Word of God? Please share your story. We'd like to hear your AFR story. It would be a blessing of encouragement to others as well. So please tell us how Christ has used AFR in your life. Please give us a call and just share for a minute or two, and you just might hear your testimony on our Spring share a a few weeks away. That number to call is 1-877-876-8893. Again, that's 1-877-876-8893. One more time, 1-877-876-8893 to call and share your listener testimony. And again, we just may have the opportunity and privilege of using it during our upcoming Spring share Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. I want to ask our listeners for prayer. Uh, for this week, I have the privilege and opportunity to do uh, a seminar that we have the privilege of doing called Walk Through the Bible. Specifically, it focuses on the Old Testament, and we'll have the opportunity to do it at uh, a prison facility here in our state. And so please pray for the Lord to anoint the whole event with a mighty, mighty anointing for many to be saved and many to be encouraged. And one of the goals behind this seminar is to help believers to be be set on fire with a passion to read God's Word and to live God's Word as well. And, you know, on a pretty regular basis, I challenge and encourage believers to set a goal of reading at least three chapters in their Bible every single day. And, you know, I want to say to every single listener— 
I don't take that lightly, and I hope that you don't either. The fact is so many believers miss out on so much in their life because they don't open God's Word and spend time with Him every single day. And keep in mind now, sometimes I hear believers say, well, I read a verse or two, and keep in mind now that's better than nothing. But reading a verse of Scripture as opposed to reading uh, like three chapters is sort of like eating a spoonful of cornflakes for the, to feed your body for the day as opposed to sitting down to a good, solid three meals a day. So remember, the Word of God is rich with edification, power, anointing, grace, encouragement, joy, strength, and so much more. If you're not doing that, you don't know what you're missing, and you're missing out on a lot. And remember, you can read the Word of God for free. So open your Bible and spend that time. And remember this, Jesus will spend as much time with you as you will spend with him. Hope that you, again, if you don't have the habit of reading three chapters a day already, today is a good day to start that habit. Today we're looking specifically at the topic of faith walk through the Old Testament. And we're going to help you step through, and of course, that'll obviously, that'll be super, super abbreviated because we're going to, our goal is to step through the entire Old Testament briefly with just a glimpse at the journeys and the journeys of faith. And obviously, we'll only be able to scratch the surface. But a very important truth for us as believers to grasp is that faith is critical to everything in the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation. And the Bible lets us know faith is critical as well. And so I want to begin by taking time just to read Hebrews chapter 11. And I want you to keep in mind, now you might think, well, you just mentioned a faith walk through the Old Testament. Well, remember, the Old Testament is vitally connected to the New Testament. And obviously, Hebrews 11 is in the New Testament. But the book of Hebrews deals heavily with wonderful wisdom, truths, and insights about faith and otherwise largely touching on insights from the Old Testament. Remember, the Old and New Testament are vitally connected. They're all Jesus, all connected. And so Hebrews 11, starting at verse 1, it tells us these words. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And through it, he being dead, still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going, by faith he dwelled in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise, for he waited for the city, which has foundations whose builder and maker is God. By faith Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. 
Therefore from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland, and truly if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better, that is, a heavenly country, Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, In Isaac your seed shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from which he also received him in a figurative sense. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses when he became of age, refused to be called the, called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Well, we're coming up on a break, and we can conclude the reading of Hebrews 11 on the other side. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we're today looking at the topic, A Faith Walk Through the Old Testament. We'll be right back. I 
Sometimes I think of Abraham How one star he saw had been lit for me He was a stranger in this land And I am that no less than he And all this Rich Mullins with Sometimes by Step. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We're looking today at the topic of faith walk through the Old Testament. We were reading Hebrews 11, picking up once again Hebrews 11, starting at verse 20. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with peace. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Verses 1 through 40, all of Hebrews chapter 11. Now again, in looking at Hebrews chapter 11, In fact, really, the whole book of Hebrews has a wonderful and a very fruitful 
connection to so many truths and insights from the Old Testament. And specifically, interesting to note too, the entire chapter of Hebrews 11 touches on the lives of Old Testament saints who trusted God through difficulties and challenges in their lives. And actually, verses 1 through 23, over half of that chapter, they're all, all of those are Old Testament characters specifically in the book, uh, are from the book of Genesis. And so interesting to note that in the Old Testament, as well as in the New Testament, a truth that Hebrews makes very clear in Hebrews chapter 6, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So that was true in the Old Testament, and it's true in the New Testament. It's true for you, and it's true for me. If we want to please God, we must put our faith and trust in Him. And keep in mind, a very important part of faith, which obviously it's trust in God, but a very important truth to be mindful of and that is drawn out by Hebrews 11 is that a very important part of walking with God by faith is the obedience of faith. In other words, to hear God's word and obey it is a huge part of our life of faith. So if we want to serve and please and please the Lord, we need to read the word of God and obey what it says. We need to be hearers and doers of God's word. Certainly faith, a big part of faith is trusting God for big things and little things and in between things as well. But a critically important part of all of that is to hear the word of God and to obey the word of God. And so as we look uh, specifically at the book of Genesis to begin with, keep in mind from Genesis all the way to the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi, again, Faith is important. Hearing God's word and obeying and trusting God is important. In Genesis chapter 1, you know, keep in mind the book of Genesis is 50 chapters. There are four main events in the book of Genesis. Creation, the fall, the flood, and the scattering of nations. Those are the key events in the book of Genesis. Uh, And there are four key people in the book of Genesis. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. Now note this, though. Abraham is often referred to as the father of faith. Now why is that so important? Because Abraham is a wonderful example of someone who heard the word of God, trusted and obeyed the word of God, and God used him then, and God has continued to use him. And to this day, the nation of Israel and the world is being blessed by Abraham's obedience of faith. Abraham heard the word of God and chose to obey God's word as well. What's the lesson for you and I? We, too, are to be hearers of God's word and doers of God's word. A critically important question for each one of us to ask ourselves is, how obedient am I? Now, in a sense, you can can answer that question on the surface. But ask yourself, how really obedient am I? Do I read God's word and then specifically and deliberately make an effort to put into obedience what I've read? Well, see, that's what the Bible is all about. In Genesis chapter 3, we find, you know, of course, obviously the first chapter opens up by telling us the wonderful story of the creation of the, the, the earth and the universe. And we believe that by faith. We believe that what God told us is true. And, of course, God chooses to introduce himself and his word through Genesis chapter 1. But then in chapter 3, we find out that in the midst of God's beautiful creation where he made many things and Time and time again, the things he created, they were good. But then chapter 3 points out that God has an enemy called Satan who comes against God. And when creation screams, God is good, Satan's response is, is he really? 
And from the beginning of Genesis all the way through Revelation in the Word of God, the devil's goal is to get people to question Scripture, to doubt Scripture, or just not to believe it. And that's where all of our problems come. Again, remember, life was perfect and beautiful as long as Adam and Eve heard the Word of God, believed the Word of God, and obeyed the Word of God. But it's in chapter 3 where they, the, Satan cast a doubt on God's goodness and sadly, Adam and Eve believed Satan rather than the Word of God, and all the problems in the world began at that point. And to this day, all the problems are in the world are a result of people not hearing God's Word and not trusting and obeying His Word as well. So Genesis lays out, tells us the story of creation, and it tells us about the fall, how sin came into the world. And so, and as we continue to walk through the Bible, we find that God comes, God raises up a servant by the name of Abraham, who is his friend who does choose to trust and obey God. And because he trusts and obey God, God is able to use him to establish a nation that we know today as Israel. And Israel was God's instrument to bring salvation to the world as well. But as we step through the word of God, we continue to see that faith in God is critical to everything. In the book of Exodus, we're introduced to Moses, the great servant of God, who God used to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt and out of bondage. And God used Moses to give the Ten Commandments. Once again, they're commandments that would bless us if we chose to obey and follow them. God wants us to know we're to hear his word, trust his word, and obey his word, and God will use us. There also, God was using Moses to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt, they were poised to go into the promised land, a land flowing with milk and honey. But after they heard the command of God and the word of God, sadly, so many of the Israelites chose to not believe and trust God and so missed the opportunity to go immediately into the promised land. So again, they failed to please God because of a lack of trust and obedience to God in that regard. So we find early in Scripture, many of the important lessons are that we're to hear God's word and obey his word. Well, then in the book of Joshua and Judges, we find that uh, the Israelites are poised to go into the promised land, and God uses Joshua, the leader who is brought on the scene after Moses has died. He's now the military leader, leading them in conquest of the promised land. And so they go in, and in Joshua chapter 1, God clearly lets uh, Joshua know, as he courageously hears God's word and obeys it and stands, stands on the word of God, God would use him to do exploits in helping Israel come in and conquer the land, the land that he's given to them, the land flowing with milk and honey. And that happens gloriously. The first 12 chapters of Joshua are about conquering the land. The last 12 chapters are about settling the land as well. Then the book of Judges follows. And the book of Judges is actually kind of a dark period in the history of Israel. It's a time of rebellion. And in fact, one of the uh, scenes or one of the truths that seems to permeate the book is the fact that as in a number of a number of times in one way or another the statement is made that everyone did what was right in his own eyes instead of hearing the word of god and obeying the word of god many people came up with their own rules and of course that led to a very dark period in the history of israel and so time and time again in the book of judges the israelites would sin and then they'd go into servitude and then when they cry out to God through supplication, God would hear their prayers and God would send a judge. Now, these weren't judges like 
the judges in court that wear long black robes, but they were more like military leaders and heroes. But he would use a judge to bring salvation to the Israelites, and then there'd be a period of silence. And then time and time again, they would go back into sin. It was a a cycle that happened over and over again. And so, as I said, as Scripture points out, though, that the truth, a sad truth of that time is that in those days, Israel had no king, and as it said, Everyone did what was right in his own eyes, and that was sad then. And it seemed like in many ways you can see the same thing happening for so many people today, people doing what's right in their own eyes. Well, of course, again, keep in mind, eventually the Israelites cry out to God for a king, and God chooses to give them a king. Now, God wanted them to know they they really needed God to be their king, who is a perfect king. But Israel wanted to be like other nations who had kings, and so they cried out, and God granted them what they wanted. He gave them a king. And the initial time of their king, the time of their king's ruling would be referred to as the United Kingdom. That was 120 years in the history of Israel, where there were 40 years under King Saul, 40 years under King David, and 40 years under King Solomon. Again, these were the three kings of the United uh, Kingdom in the history of Israel. And so Saul was a man who, he really didn't, he had, an inadequate heart for God. He really didn't have a heart for God in following him, and he ended up being a very selfish king, a very jealous king, and he ultimately died in battle. But then there was David, who God raised up, and God referred to him as a man after his own heart. And David is a role model, not a perfect role model, but a role model in many ways of the kind of king that every nation needs, a king that loves God and seeks God with all his heart. And then there's Solomon, who was David's son, who followed him in his stead. Solomon prayed and asked God for wisdom, which was a wonderful thing. But we find in observing the life of Solomon is that Solomon had a half heart for God. He didn't see God like his father David did as well. And so, again, Solomon ended up being a king that sort of served God with a half heart. And it actually led to the civil war of Israel, which happened actually after Solomon's lifetime in the life of his son Rehoboam. But under Rehoboam, Israel became a divided kingdom. Uh, The northern tribes of Israel divided from the southern tribes. Uh, That is, ten tribes went off to follow Jeroboam, and the other two tribes stayed with Rehoboam. And the tribes, so this is the period of Israel referred to as the divided kingdom's uh, history in the nation and the history of Israel. And so that lasts about 400 years before the nations ended up. Again, initially it's Israel that is basically decimated by the Assyrians. And then later on, Judah is taken into captivity by the Babylonian Empire as well. But again, the key was if we God's people heard God's word and obeyed in faith, they would be blessed. If they the rulers failed to hear God's word and failed to obey God, then they were judged. Again, an ongoing cycle. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we're looking at the topic of faith walk through the Old Testament. We'll be right back.
music of Covenant Church with My Heart Cries. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Today we're looking at the topic of faith walk through the Old Testament. And before the other side of the break, we were talking about the divided kingdoms period in the history of Israel, whereby, again, Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, became king, and he uh, unwisely chooses to listen to some of his uh, youthful advisors uh, rather than his older, wiser advisors, and they advise him to increase the taxation on the Israelites. Well, the Israelites aren't happy with that, and 10 of the 12 tribes of Israel revolt revolt against Rehoboam, and uh, two tribes choose to stay with him, the, uh, the tribe of Judah and one other, and Benjamin. They choose to stay, but it more or less ends up in civil war. Rehoboam initially tries to go and with war bring them back, but the fact is God lets him know, this thing is of me. In other words, through Solomon's failure to, failure to trust and obey God, uh, God let him know that the kingdom would be divided. And it happens under his son's reign. And so for the next 400 years, Israel is walking through uh, the divided kingdoms, the northern and the southern tribes of Israel. Uh, The northern tribe of Israel had 19 kings. Uh, The tribe of Judah had 20 kings. Of the 19 kings in the nation of Israel, the northern tribe, there were no good kings at all. Uh, Israel largely was a... um, functioned as a sinful nation by and large, and they often, too often, did the things uh, like the surrounding nations around them. Sinful, had sinful ways and sinful actions, and ultimately, they ended up being decimated and um, scattered uh, after Assyria comes to attack them. And of course, that takes place in 722 BC. That's when the nation of Assyria attacks Israel and uh, scatters Israel and also, the Assyrians, they actually married Jewish women and produced a mixed race of people that came to be known as the Samaritans. And, of course, later on you learn that the, uh, the Jewish people came to dislike the Samaritans tragically and, and terribly. But the fact is, some years later, now Judah, of course, lasts longer than Israel, but some years later, Judah, after being disobedient to the Lord as well, in 586 B.C., they too are carried off to Babylon by the conquering nation of Babylon, and Israel ceases to exist as a nation at that point, too. And they're carried into captivity for 70 years. Father, thank you, Lord, for the fact that we can learn so many important life lessons as we look at the nation of Israel. We see time and time again that when we hear your word, trust your word, and obey your word, that you bless that. Not that we'll be without conflict or difficulty, but the best life we can live is a life where we're hearing your word and trusting and obeying your word. And help us to be mindful, Lord, that disobedience to your word always leads to loss. Help us to recognize that that was true for Israel. It's true for us. It's always been true for your people. Help us to be mindful, Lord, that you let us know in your word that without faith, it's impossible for us to please you. Help us to be willing. Help us to to seek you with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Help us to be men and women like David, men and women after your own heart who live to serve you, live to please you, live to glorify you, live to hear your word, to trust your word, and obey your word. Help us to know that that's what we're here for. We thank and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, in the final portion that we want to share about is uh, the final uh, segment could be of the Old Testament could be referred to as 
captivity and the coming kingdom. Now, keep in mind, after the 70 years of the Jews being exiled from Judah, it was time for them to go back home. And so God basically has three important tasks for Israel to carry out, and they're led by different individuals God used to provide leadership. God used the prophet Ezra uh, basically to bring about the restoration of Israel to the word of God. And he leads the the nation of Judah in teaching the word and encouraging them to hear God's word and obey God's word once again. And so basically Ezra provides, uh, Ezra is God's instrument in providing revival of the word of God to the nation of the Jews. But secondly then, God uses Zerubbabel to help lead going back to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. And of course, it's not as uh, beautiful a temple as the first one, the Solomon's temple, but it again, it is the rebuilding of the temple. And then finally, God uses Nehemiah to help restore the building of the walls of Jerusalem. So again, God uses Ezra to provide leadership in bringing back a revival of the word of God to Israel. He uses Zerubbabel to help rebuild the temple, and he uses Nehemiah to help rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, these rebuilding projects. And between uh, that time and the New Testament is right at 400 years before the coming of Christ. But keep in mind, the Old Testament, again, is a powerful journey about walking with God in faith. And just like Old and New Testament, we too are called to be believers who are hearing God's word and walking in faith and obedience to carry God's word out. We're to trust God And in every situation, in every circumstance, our goal is to live with the attitude of, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you. And a critically important part of our life of faith is simply obeying. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the opportunity for us to hear your word and obey your word. Thank you for the fact that you've called us to be a people who are obedient and who, when we hear what your word says, we believe it. We obey it. We follow it. Help us to know, Lord, that to help us to grow an understanding of the fact that your word is the answer to everything. It always has been, always will be. Your word is the answer to all of our problems today as well. And help us to seek to walk in that wisdom and to put your word to work to bring about the solutions that we desperately need in our world. Help us as the church to boldly hear your word, preach and teach your word, and obey your word and help people to know Jesus really is the answer and always will be the answer to all problems. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession again. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we, again, been looking at the topic of faith walk through the Old Testament. And as we're talking about that, uh, I want you to keep in mind that our encouragement is that you're putting your faith to work every single day. Uh, Again, Without faith, it's impossible to please him. And so that's what the Word of God tells us in Hebrews chapter 11. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. So I would encourage and challenge you especially, read Hebrews 11 often. Read it regularly because that's an important goal for all of us as believers. And something I want to remind every listener about is this. Remember, when we read and meditate in the Word of God, one of the goals is that we learn important truths and insights about our faith in order to put them to work in our lives as well. You know, just I'd like to share personally, as many of you, if you've been listening 
over a period of time, you're aware of a, a faith journey I, my, myself, and my wife, Bertie, have been on where uh, the Lord called us to start a mobile medical pregnancy ministry, and we're still very much on the, in the midst of that journey. But it really has been both a walk of faith but a, a miraculous journey as well. Uh, we embarked upon the journey a few years ago, and to be quite honest, it seemed like a pretty daunting task. But, you know, an important thing for us to always be mindful of is, is that we need to keep our eyes on the Word of God and the bigness of our God. Well, God has brought us a long way, and now by the grace of God, God has blessed us to raise the full amount, $191,000, to buy a mobile medical pregnancy unit. It's been purchased. It's debt-free, and we're in the process of hiring the staff. But again, the faith journey continues. We're not there. We're getting close to launching. We're not quite there, but we're very close. And so we're, we invite every listener, please pray much for the Pregnancy Care and Hope Center ministry. We need your prayers. Yet at the same time, it's important to know that this is a work that God is not calling just obviously us and the staff to. He's calling the church to this work because this is a work that God wants the church to undergird and walk, be a, an important part of. So please pray much for the Lord to help us to continue to build uh, ongoing working relationships with local churches and the church as a whole. Uh, it's a work that will share the gospel. Uh, it will provide the opportunity for precious young women and their many times their families to hear the gospel. It's a tool for discipling as well, but also a tool we'll be providing free ultrasounds, free pregnancy tests, and a number of other services to moms as well. And so as I said, we're close to launching uh, we're getting closer and closer every day, so please pray much for the Pregnancy Care and Hope Center ministry. And yes, it continues to be a work of faith, a walk of faith for us, but we're thankful for all the people God has raised up to be intercessors who've been praying for the ministry. We're thankful the people that have been giving financially to help move it forward. And we're thankful for any and any and every other person that has been a volunteer to help us in any capacity. Father, thank you again for the fact that you call all of us to trust you, to look to you, and to walk walk by faith, looking to you all the time. Help us to be mindful, Lord, that life is a walk of faith, and we're to be growing in our faith each and every day, hearing your word, trusting your word, knowing that your word is true, and it can be trusted. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. And by the way, if you're wanting more information about our pregnancy ministry, greenwoodhopecenter.org is our website. Again, that's greenwoodhopecenter.org. Please go on there, look at the website, and pray for the ministry. And if you feel so led to give financially, we appreciate that, though. But we very much desire your prayers on an ongoing basis. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never made the step of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart as Lord and Savior, today is a wonderful day a great day to be saved. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply pray this prayer with us even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into the world a long, long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and I've done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong things I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. 
Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me the person that you would have me to be. Lord, you told us in your word, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Help me to read the word of God every day. Help me to grow in faith every day. And anoint me afresh with the spirit of prayer today. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we are very much wanting to be in touch with you. Uh, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Please be mindful. Again, we'd like to share with you some literature and some resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. So please email us at that email again, joseph at afr.net. And also, again, keep in mind, as we mentioned earlier, we're still looking for listener testimonies. If, you're, uh, if you'd like to call in for uh, our upcoming share and share a listener testimony, we're hoping to hear from you. We're in the process of gathering those stories now to play during our spring share The number to call to share a listener testimony is 1-877-876-8893. Call and share for a minute or two. And we just want to hear your AFR story, how the Lord has used American Family Radio to strengthen you and your family and your new walk with the Lord, to strengthen you in your relationship with the Lord, or to bless you and encourage you in ministry. We hope to hear from you. Once again, that number, 1-877-876-8893. Again, today we've been looking at the topic of faith walk through the Old Testament. And as I mentioned, hope that you'll take the time often read Hebrews 11, especially because it's a very encouraging chapter when it comes to strengthening your faith. Hope you'll take the time to do that. As always, we hope that you'll, if you're not already reading three chapters a day, hope you'll start today. Parents, having your children read three chapters out loud to you daily is a wonderfully productive goal and tool for you and your family. Hope you'll start that today if you haven't already. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.